Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. הלב שלי מרים ידיים כבר מועד לומד על הרגליים שבר כלי שאין בו כבר מה והשמיים הם בלי חומה איך אעבור בתוך הים ביבשה ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדי למחול לזכך את החול לרכך בי הכל ורק אתה מבין איך לגשת ללב שלי משכך כל כאב שבי מרפא את הלב Thank <laughs> you. Thank <laughs> you. 
Just a deaf man in the steeple And to everyone's surprise He comes to truly chop his hand He prays with tear-filled eyes His son, he is the chazan Though his voice he's never heard But he sits there enjoying every Watches every motion, every gesture that he makes And he stays till the very end, however long it takes And when the davening is over, he's the first to reach his son And the deaf man in the steeple says, well done Now it's right before Yom Kippur in the steeple they want to start for midray, but the cars are still not there. Oh, the shul is filled with people as the night begins to fall. But the deaf man's chair stands empty by the wall. Then suddenly the chazan, he comes rushing through the door. He's wearing his white chazan's hat he's never worn before. He pauses for a moment at his father's empty chair. And quietly he wipes away a tear. And he runs up to the bima, for there's no time left to wait. And half the shoe can hear the rabbi ask, how come so late? Oh, just, just getting ready for Yom Kippur is all he'd say. But now I'm going up to pray. And when he finished davening, the rabbi asked to tell What was it he was thinking of that made him sing so well? Well, you knew my dad was deaf, he said Last night he passed away It's the first time that my father's heard me pray And he takes his place around it By the holy Torah And in a voice so beautiful He begins to sing Oh, every heart was broken Oh, and every soul burned bright from his college red at Yom Kippur night. Oh, every heart was broken. Oh, and every soul burned bright. From his college red at Yom Kippur night.
JM in the AM. Thursday morning, three weeks format with Yassi Goldstein and Rebona Shalolam. You heard the Nigwin Val Shemtov done by David Kalish, Ellie Gerstner, and Cole Sasson. Deaf Man in the Shtibel, that's of course Leif Tahar. You heard Leif Tahar with Dida Bey. Halev Shali, that was Mayor Hajbi. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Thursday on this July 25th, day 22 in the month of Tammuz, the year 5779, Tess. 72 degrees, 73% humidity, winds in northeast at 2 miles per hour. Mostly sunny today with a high temperature of 86. Then tonight, clear skies, low of 70. Tomorrow, Friday, sunny with a high temperature, 88 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 87 up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Missora enjoying 52-degree weather. Wow. 72 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Big Thursday, Rob Judah Michelle is going to join us. We'll talk about Hask Experience Day this coming Sunday. And um, we'll be there, of course, Sunday recording Monday morning shows. Remember, this coming Monday morning, uh, the broadcast will be uh, our visit to Hask on Sunday. That's what's going to be happening Monday morning between 6 and 9 a.m. Our visit to Hask on Sunday. Um, B.D. Deitch. The uh, great marathon runner uh, from Israel is scheduled to join us one year away from the Tokyo Olympics. We'll have a little discussion. So she'll hopefully join us in the 7 o'clock hour. And uh, plenty more coming up, of course. Lots going on. Getting ready for the big Hask show uh, up at uh, the Hask Experience Day on Sunday. I hope you'll have an opportunity to stop by and say hello. And, of course, plenty more. Keep it right here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Rachem from the Suki and Ding Songs of Jerusalem. Ari Goldwag had Am Yisrael Chai, Donnie Gross with Kumsitz in the Rain, Mayor Hajbi and Tenli Etayom, 
Leif Tahar with the Good Morning Medley. Bitachon had Kari Bonin there. Mendy Jarufi with the Nigun Shabbos. Yassi Goldstein had Ribono Shal Olam. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Tov from Jam Dam. Galaitzal mi Yerushalayim, Hashah Shtayim. Shalom Rav, Kanehud Graf, im ma shekorei achshav. שבוע לסגירת הרשימות לכנסת ה-22, נתק במגעים בין עוצמה יהודית לבית היהודי. איתמר בן גביר ביטל את הגעתו לפגישה עם מסע רפי פרץ. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. בן גביר הודיע לרב פרץ שהוא לא מגיע לפגישה שהייתה אמורה להתקיים במשרד החינוך לאחר שהיא הודלפה לכלי התקשורת. בפגישה תכננו בבית היהודי להציע לעוצמה יהודית את שריון המקום הרביעי והשמיני ברשימה. בן גביר הודיע כי הוא דוחה את ההצעה ועומד על כך שיקבלו את המקום השלישי, השישי והתשיעי ברשימה מאוחדת. שגרירת ישראל בצרפת, עליזה בן נון, תוקפת את המשטרה בסטרסבורג בעקבות האיסור להניף דגלי ישראל ביציע במשחק בין מכבי חיפה לסטרסבורג במוקדמות הליגה האירופית הערב. כתב חדשות הספורט, אופק אלברט. ההפגנות הקוראות לחרם על ישראל מאושרות בשם חופש הביטוי, אבל הרשויות אוסרות על אוהדי מכבי חיפה להניף את דגלי ישראל. כתבה השגרירה בחשבון הטוויטר שלה והוסיפה, זו דו-פרצופיות וזה לא מתקבל על הדעת. אתמול פרסמה המשטרה בשטרסבורג רשימת הגבלות לאוהדים הישראלים, הכוללת איסור על טיול בשטחים ציבוריים והנפת דגלי ישראל. המשטרה בצרפת קבעה כי מספר אוהדים שיוכלו להיכנס נשיא טוניסיה הלך לעולמו בגיל 92. מדווח כתבנו לענייני ערבים, ג'קי חוגי. הנשיא אלבאג'י קאידה סבסי, זה שמו, נבחר לתפקידו לפני כך חמש שנים ונחשב למבוגר האחראי שבא לייצב את המצב בטוניס בעקבות סדרת פיגועים ואי יציבות פוליטית. ממשלת טוניס בראשות יוסף השייד תמשיך לתפקד, בקרוב יבחר העם את יורשו. הסבסי היה בן 92. הערב יתקיים בפעם הראשונה אירוע גאווה בבית שמש למרות התנגדותם החריפה של תושבי העיר החרדים. כתבנו יובל שגב מציין כי המשטרה תיפרס בעיר בכוחות מתוגברים על מנת למנוע עימותים. אליס הופמן, בת ה-16, שמארגנת את האירוע, אומרת לא ניתן למתנגדים לעצור אותנו. זוהי העיר של כולנו, וגם שלנו כנוער להט"בי שלא מוכן עוד להתבייש במישהו במקום שאמור להיות הבית שלנו. התשובה האמיתית לכל אלו שקוראים את השלטים שלנו בחשיכה היא לבוא לאירוע היום ולהדליק אור גדול של תקווה ביחד לעתיד שבה בית שמש תהיה בית אמיתי לכולם ולכולן. מזג האוויר נאה יוסיף להיות חם מהרגיל לעונה. ולסיום, חוזרים אחורה בזמן. זה שיר העשור של שנות ה-80. אך אם ההצבעה הייתה נערכת היום, האם עדיין היה מגיע למקום הראשון? גלגלצ מעמידה להצבעה את כל מצעדי העשור מחדש. ייכנסו ל-glglz.mako.co.il או ליישומון גל"צ גלגלצ, דרגו מחדש את מצעדי העבר ותוכלו לשנות את ההיסטוריה, המוסיקלית לפחות, ואולי גם לזכות בפרסים. התוצאות המחודשות ישודרו בגלגלצ בימי שישי בחודש אוגוסט. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. Someone asks on the app, how do I put someone's iPhone cell on your free app for J.M. The AM? It's very simple. Here it is. Very simple. Take someone's telephone. Take someone's phone. Go to the App Store and search Nahum Siegel Network. That's it. Take someone's phone. Go to their App Store, Google Play Store, whatever it is, depending on the phone you have, and just search Nahum Siegel Network. Simple as that. Just search Nahum Siegel Network. Someone asked that on the app, how to do that, which uh, it's funny they have the app and don't know how to do it. <laughs> Hamalach from the Maccabees, Tzvi Silberstein with Afarach. I'm MJM and the AM. Good morning. It's uh, Thursday. 
on this 25th of July and 22nd of Tammuz. Good morning, everybody. We're in our three weeks format. This coming Sunday, we're at Hask for a Hask Experience Day up at Camp Hask in Parksville, New York. Uh, we'll record Monday's show, which means Monday's jam in the AM essentially is going to be from Hask. That's how it works. Um, so get set. Should be a fun day on Sunday. Hope to see you there. And certainly hope you'll be tuned in on a Monday morning, but we hope to see you there. We hope to see you up at Camp Hask for Hask Experience Day this coming Sunday. Uh, like I said, it's a uh, it's an exciting day. It always is. Plus, on top of that, we'll be recording Monday morning show from there. So, lots of cool stuff to say the least. Uh, lots of cool stuff to consider. Uh, coming up to Hask this Sunday and enjoying. Why not? Hask Experience Day, ten until two this coming Sunday. Again, we are highly recommending it. Um, we're here in our three weeks format. We are. Uh, uh, we are going to welcome Judah Michelle, Rib Judah, uh, to our airwaves from Camp Hask later on today to give the official invitation over these airwaves. Um, uh, for this coming Sunday, so we look forward to that. And I'm trying to think what else I wanted to mention to everybody. So we'll do that. Plus, don't forget. Our, as we continue through our three weeks and uh, nine days, eventually nine days format, uh, we have you covered completely. It pays to tune in, and based on what we see on the back end, it seems everyone agrees. It pays to tune in and be part of this radio experience every single day, including Tisha B'Av itself on that Sunday when we're going to team up at the new Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island and to present a really wonderful, inspiring um Tisha B'Av Day. You'll be able to spend Tisha B'Av with us from 9 o'clock in the morning until uh, 2 p.m. And it'll be just like it was last year. No doubt a very, very inspiring day. So get ready uh, for that and plenty more during this this, uh, three weeks and eventually nine days format here at JM in the AM. All right. Thursday morning at 17 minutes after 7 o'clock as uh, we continue here at JM in the AM. Nach alles echt, 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 alles
JM and the AM Thursday with Avrami Flam and Al Zehaya here at JM and the AM, aka Pella. Before that, with Mim Komcha, Bain HaUlam was done by Barry Weber. JM and the AM are by David Goldwasser's words. Zechanishmas Harav Zebin of Yosef Alevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basar of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. The Talmud in Gittin tells us of a city, a city in Mitzrayim called Schania. There, the Jewish people were great Lom de Torah. They had Yerashamayim, fear of God. They had great modesty and Kedusha and holiness. All the children were pure, and they learned Torah in Yeshiva. No Tumah ever entered the city of Sechania, no ritual impurity. The inhabitants were extremely careful in the laws of Shabbos and Kashrus, in putting on tefillin and mezuzah. If someone sinned, they would be asked to leave the city. Not only did the people not sin, but they were extremely careful in all areas of halacha. A couple had been engaged in Sukhanya, but they did not have the chuppah because the minig was to wait for a half a year or a year. However, during their engagement, the couple was captured and their captors wanted them to marry each other. The woman begged that they should not be married because they did not have a Although he could be Mezaka himself, he could obligate himself to all of the dinim of the ksuba, all the laws. They were especially stringent and did not want to accept it upon themselves. Bidiyeved, it could have been considered as though they were married as long as he would have accepted the obligations of marriage. However, they decided to be machmer, stringent. They were in the same place for years, and even though they were in close proximity, they never lived together. It was said that these two, they were able to fight the Sahara even more than Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef withstood the challenge with Ashes Potiphar, 
that was only one time. This engaged couple withstood the Nisayun, the challenge, each and every day. That was the exalted level of the people from Sechania. They were Kedoshim Tahorim, holy and pure. Notwithstanding all of this, the city was burned and destroyed, and all the people were exiled. Why? It's difficult for us to understand, but our Chachomim tell us it was because they were not misavel, they did not sufficiently mourn over Yerushalayim. What does that mean? There isn't a question that they fasted on Shivasa Batamus. There isn't a question that they fasted on Tishabov, but they didn't feel that they were missing Yerushalayim in the Beis Amikdosh. They did not feel the pain of the Shechina. During these days, we realize the great opportunity that we have to show Hashem how much we care. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. It's a Thursday morning broadcast in our three weeks format here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, B.D. Deitch has become a very familiar name worldwide. Uh, according to Wikipedia, she's an Orthodox Israeli-American marathon runner. She was born here in the U.S., moved to Israel in 2009, began running in 2016. She's been a guest of ours before. 
She's winning championship after championship at the National Championships Marathon in Tiberias, in Tveria. Uh, B.D. Deitch won first place with a time of 2 hours, 42 minutes, and 18 seconds, the fifth best result all time for female Israeli runners. And in May, she ran her first international race, winning the half marathon in Riga, Latvia, in 1 hour and 17 minutes and 34 seconds. She is now training, listen to this, for the 2020 Olympics, which will be going on one year from now in Tokyo. B.D. Deitch from Israel. Shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Hi. So nice to be on. I appreciate that. (laughs) I hope my kids aren't too loud in the background. (laughs) What's the bigger challenge, the half marathon course in Riga or raising five children? (laughs) Everyone loves asking me that question, but I would definitely say without a doubt raising five children. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It trumps every challenge of life, but also the most worthwhile. So. When when did the Olympics even start to you know become an idea for you? When did the uh, when was it suggested, or when did you think that twenty twenty Tokyo is possible? It was actually after I won the half marathon in in uh, the national championship in Beichan, Um because I had finished really like feeling really good and felt like I had more to give, and I suddenly like realized that. Original, you know, previously the qualifying time for 2016 Olympics for women in the marathon was 2.45. So I realized that was kind of within reach for me. And then I was like, hey, it would be uh, cool to do that. And I even, though going into the marathon, the full marathon, my coach had, like, expected me to do a 2.48 time. I ended up cutting off six minutes in the second half and finished with 242. But the qualifications for Tokyo are a lot more challenging right now. Well, they include what? So this is the first time that they've kind of made it this extreme. Um, They're only accepting 80 marathon runners now worldwide. And you can only get in either you need a guaranteed entry of 229.30 or you will have to be ranked um and because they said about half the runners won't qualify with that time since they'd only take up to three runners per country. So you have to be ranked, which goes according to your time, but also your placement at races. And it's a pretty complicated and new system. And I won't know until the end of May 2020. Well, are you ranked currently? <laughs> I'm currently ranked, but things change all the time. And, like, the rankings are not specific to the Olympics because you're ranked worldwide, but there's like, you know, 100 Ethiopian and 100 Kenyan women, and, and those countries can only send three women. So I have to go through the list and see, you know, it's not, uh, it's not clear to me exactly right. my position right now. So as you go through the list, you max out because each country's at three, et cetera, et cetera. Well, how, exactly. how, how, how are you viewed among female marathoners in Israel? Are you, are you ranked in those? Um, in, yeah, in Israel, there's only one. I have one. We have one Kenyan runner who is definitely going to the Olympics. She's also going to go to the World Championships in Doha, which I actually could have could have I qualified for, but um, because it's on uh, Friday night, I won't be running there. Understood. So she is already she's made the marathon team, and she she has a good shot at getting a medal. She's a very talented runner, and and also has a great story. She was a cleaner in the embassy, like the. Uh, 
I don't know, six years ago or something and then discovered her talent for running and she's now really worked hard and made tremendous improvement also. Yeah, so anyone who thinks that anybody from Kenya naturally just runs fast and well, you need a, you need, <laughs> you need, a, you need a lot of training and a lot of work. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, a Beatty Deitch or Speedy Beatty is with us, and I remind you she does run in a skirt and headscarf, as uh, Wikipedia describes it. Um, so if she goes and Israel is uh, is still nonetheless allowed to send three marathoners, you're looking obviously to be the second or third of those three. Correct. It's just a matter of how I how I stand in the world rankings and. It's honestly going to be tough. It's really tough. I, I don't. It's not so clear. I'm. My plan is to do um, between now and then another two or three marathons. Right. Um. And based on that, hopefully, I mean, I've definitely already seen improvement in my training, and I, I'm able to focus. I was, I trained for the Tavaria Marathon while working full time, and and really not meeting like the normal amount of mileage that more elite runners do so i'm definitely have lots of areas to improve in i mean i mean i mean come together i mean you knocked your marathon time down by about a half hour which is unbelievable in one year yeah yeah i made a huge jump but once you get to a certain level of performance where you are actually tapping into your potential to, to cut off more time and i didn't i definitely didn't didn't reach my max at all, but to cut off more time is for sure more challenging, and I'm working a lot harder than I ever have, but I also really enjoy it, and it's definitely, you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm really blessed. I love having the opportunity to, you know, do something I love and get to push myself, and, you know, I said, like, I tell people, you have to put your dreams out there, and, like, I'm making myself vulnerable in a sense, but I'm, I'm, I don't mind saying it because I know that I will do everything I can to give it my best shot, and if it doesn't work out, that's okay also. Marathoner B.D. Deitch is with us. Does your coach think you can get into the two-hour, 30-minute area? Uh, we don't think that's possible right now. I mean, in another in my lifetime, I don't even know. It's physiologically like wouldn't really. So if two, make sense so if two, so if two forty two is where you're at now, essentially when you train now, you're thinking somewhere between two thirty five and two forty. Yes, exactly. In in the Olympics, are there other events, or is only the marathon? Is there a half marathon? Are there ten? No, there's no half marathon. There are other events, but my strength is definitely in the endurance mm-hmm. and long distance running, especially because I'm so new to the sport. I don't, I didn't do any of the like um, shorter distance speed that most athletes have. They spend years on the track, and you know, I took up running three and a half years ago. I, I, I'm doing the reverse of most athletes. Like, I started with a marathon and then this year worked my way to some speed and ran my first 5,000 meters ever. But uh, most athletes develop themselves by, you know, focusing on very short distance and getting really strong at that. And then when they work on their marathon, they have, like, a very strong speed base to build from and they're just building their endurance. Very interesting. Boy, oh, boy. Um, B.D. Deitch is with us, the, uh, uh, the great Israeli female marathoner. Any re- you know you know this audience. I don't have to tell you about this audience. You're quite familiar with it. Any great stories over the last few months that that this audience would appreciate in terms of the way you dress and the way you run? Um, 
Well, I don't know if it was so great. I recently ran the Hamburg. Uh, it was the first time where I felt I've always been really proud of my of dressing the way I do, and I and I am all you know like I'm proud to be able to um, not compromise on my values and things that are important to me, and still show up as a elite runner. But I ran a, a race in Hamburg, Germany. It was a half marathon, and unfortunately. The day, the one day that I was there, um, it was way hotter than it ever is. Normally, Hamburg's so cool that they don't even have air conditioning there, but I guess I brought the heat from Israel. It was about 90 degrees, and it was honestly the hardest race I've ever ran, and basically just was like a fight for me to to make it to the finish line. And it, uh, it did teach me, though, I, I'm I'm – as hard as it was, I said I can be grateful for that experience because it helped me build, like, a certain strength and resilience that I think is really important for to be able to handle all the challenges that racing brings and also that life brings. Um, and essentially I had to kind of change my perspective. I had gone in with a with a goal of trying to do 116 and I finished in an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. And, but for me, it just became a fight of like, don't give up. Were your, and... were your colleagues sympathetic to you knowing, knowing that you, you didn't have the, the same type of, uh, of, um, uh, weather conditions, I guess we call it that they did. <laughs> Yeah, well, we were all suffering out there. There were definitely quite a few elite runners that dropped out of the race because wow. it was just too hot. Um, and I think, you know, the people who made like, if you made it to the end, you knew, like, it, it was a fight. Right. And, but, yeah. Hey, what's the weather in Tokyo during the summer? really humid actually Uh-oh. it's not going to be a place where i where the weather plays me but i'll be happy if i make it to the to the starting line of that marathon like i'm not ex- anticipating any medal or podium for olympics you know <laughs> bd deitch is with us uh, we know from the new york city marathon elite runners get low numbers what number were you in riga riga i was the what what was my bib number or yeah. where did i finish no the bib number Oh, my bib number? I don't even know. Anything? Like anything? anything. Oh, so it was pretty. It was, it was pretty chushuv, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I so I'm now in Europe. I get to travel as an you know I'm considered an elite runner here, so I get to go and have a elite starting line, and it's, right. it's pretty wild. I never dreamed in my life that I'd become a professional athlete. What is the <laughs> what's the what's the lowest bib number you've ever had? Oh, I'm like, if you think I remember these things, I'm not a <laughs> sentimental person. I don't even save my bibs. They're like lucky if my like my medals get tossed around by my kids. I'm like, oh, here's another teddy to play with. You oh, know? that's funny. <laughs> that, that is funny. So, so there won't be a Beanie Dyche Hall of Fame, huh? <laughs> nah, that's not what I'm about, really, you honestly. Know, and I'm curious, and those who know my background with my foot and leg problems, it may sound like a strange question, but I'm so curious. Is, is there is there a part of your body that's giving you trouble at this point, your feet, your knees, anything that's, that, I mean, God forbid it should. I don't want to suggest anything, but I'm just curious. Is there anything that you have to give extra attention to because of what you're doing on the course? With my right, my right side of my leg has been extra tight. Wow. which has been really challenging. My IT band gets is kind of tight, so I've had to do a lot of stretching. My 
my glutes, but I always tell people, people ask me, how do your knees handle all that running? And, and the truth is that if you strengthen all the other supporting parts of your body, like all your muscles, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calf, like your knees are not taking the impact. It's your muscles that are handling it. So Good point. thankfully, um, yeah, I do have. Does Israel, the, the, does Israel make good energy bars? Oh, that's a good question. Not nearly as much as like the states at all. I I get a, I when my parents come to Israel, I, I have them bring like whole suitcases of energy bars for me. Um, and but recently they came out with these like free bars, which are which are kind of similar to the RX bar, like they're date and nuts, but they don't right. have protein, so they're lower calorie, but they're like a good snack. And what about the uh, energy gel packs? Do you use those? Um, I do use those for marathons, um, and they have they sell the like goo brand here. You can get them. <laughs> what neighborhood? What neighborhood are you moving to, by the way? Or we shouldn't say. We are moving to no. We're moving in a few days. That's why it's chaotic in my house, and my kids are throwing Cheerios and pretzels all over the floor as we speak. <laughs> um, I'm moving. To Neve Michal. It's a Moshav near Ramate Chemis. Very nice. So it's supposed to be nice running out there, but that's not really why I'm moving, but I'm excited. And you run every day or uh, or or you have a specific uh, schedule? Yeah, every day, twice sometimes a lot of times twice a day actually. And that, those runs would be about how long? Um I generally am doing some kind of some uh, a cardio workout for uh, like around two hours a day, but my runs if I do, you know, sometimes it's an hour to an hour and a half at a time. When long runs tomorrow, I'm going to be doing 23 miles. It will be around two and a half hours. And that would and that would be how often? You're doing 22 miles how often? Once a week. Wow, unbelievable. To just, train for a marathon. Just, do, you, do you get, when? well, now it would be two days because you're in Israel. When you have a two-day yuntiv, is it very difficult for you to sit still? <laughs> No, I love I love Shabbos and Yantif. It's so relaxing. And since we almost never have two days, I never have to go. I always run to Shabbos and Arab Yantif. Unbelievable. Beatty, it is always great speaking to you. You're one year away from Tokyo. You know we're rooting for you, and I thank you so much for your time and continued success. Thank you so much for having me. Continued success, and thank you for continuing to be such an amazing representative of the Jewish people. Oh, thank you. Anyone who wants to follow my journey can find me um, on Instagram, Marathon Mother, and see more of my craziness. (laughs) Marathon Mother, you said? Marathon Mother? Yes, or BD Digits also on Facebook. Phenomenal. Thank you, BD. Okay. Have a great day. One year away from the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. There she is, Orthodox female marathoner, BD Deitch, Speedy BD. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. What an incredible role model for everybody, not just Jewish women, but an incredible role model in general. More coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM. Bezahar to 
Mishorim Choir with Nigun Geula wrapping up the hour. Koach before that. Thought that was a good song after the B.D. Deutsch interview. It's all about Koach, all about strength and commitment. 72 degrees, mostly sunny, a high of 86. Clear tonight, low 70, and tomorrow sunshine with a high Friday, 88. Don't forget tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents and Major American Jewish Organizations, will have the Weekly update tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM in Yerushalayim. It's 87 up in Guilford, New York at Camp Missora, 52 degrees. We're at 72 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. And uh, Reb Judah Michelle is expected to join us in the next few minutes from up at Camp Hask. Talk about Hask Experience Day this Sunday, which will be Monday's JM in the AM. Um... What else did I want to mention? Something here I wanted to tell everybody. And we'll try to go through. Oh, yeah. I um, The person who was. So now someone asked, can I add someone to the Nahum Single Network app, or does she have to do it? And I guess the answer is yes, that uh, if someone wants to be a registered member of the Nahum Single Network app, they should do it themselves on their phone. Um, yeah, go as listener Hannah recommends. Thank you, Hannah. Go to the app store herself and do it. A big shout-out to Camp Shalom Day Camp and Five Star Catering. Listener Devorah says on the app, we were traveling up north near the Kinera doing the uh, Madrasa Water Trail and came upon a huge group of young kids speaking English right ahead of us. Sure enough, it was an NCSY summer tour group, and boy, did it look like they were having a fun time. was happy to hear your coverage of the NCSY event last week. I thank you very much for that, listener Devorah. And, uh, yes, it was great being there in Israel last week and bringing all of that to you and to everybody else. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments of the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at nachomsky.com. 
on the Nahum Single Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. <laughs> You salute Sheer soul with the Mayain Olam Haba here at JM in the AM. Well, it's no secret, Sunday's a very, very big day. Is it possible during the three weeks to have a very, very big day? And the answer, of course, is yes, because this coming Sunday is Hask Experience Day. As uh, Shmiel Khan, the director of the camp, as Rev. Judah Michelle, the executive director, as Zachaya Miller, the administrator, and as uh, Avi Pollock and Rezo Yaish, the head counselors, uh, declared this week. All family, friends, and community members, you are eagerly invited as they are eagerly preparing for one of the most exciting and special days of the season, Camp Hask Experience Day this coming Sunday. Uh, make sure to... Uh, uh, to come on up to Parksville, New York, and enjoy what is literally a day open to the entire community. We will be there. In fact, you'll see us broadcasting because that show is going to be Monday morning's JM and the AM. So you'll see us broadcasting from 10 in the morning on Sunday at Hask until 1 p.m. And then at 1 o'clock, the whole Camp Experience Day crescendo occurs uh, when the massive major uh, full-length a concert takes place right there at Camp Hask for everybody to enjoy. Staff, campers, parents, friends, guests, relatives, everybody. With us live via telephone, Reb Judah Michelle and uh, Kivi, uh, Kivi Nyman. 
They are both with us live from Camp Hask on this Thursday morning. Shalom, shalom, gentlemen. Welcome to JM in the AM. Hey, thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you. Boker Tov. Rev Judah, how has the summer of 2019 been so far? Uh, it's phenomenal. Thank God. We're having an, an absolutely great time. Oh, Hashem. Was that the first time that the chief rabbi of the Ukraine was at Camp Hask? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but however, Nachum, uh, I don't mean to, you know, be more halacha from the rabbi, but or, or correct you publicly, but I think the Ukraine and Russia have some tension these days. There might be some border issues and some uh, military geopolitics uh, unfolding. He's the chief rabbi of Russia. Why did I think Ukraine? That's funny. Because I appreciate that you associate me with the Ukraine. I thought I saw that somewhere. Is it actually? Yeah, I, and I knew that, of course, Rabbi Lazar, Russia. That's funny that I, that yeah, I said that. Yeah, also, just in case uh, people are listening in over here, you know, some, <laughs> some of us ever there. On, you never on know. The wouldn't want to, you know, wouldn't want to yeah. rub anybody's here, here it is. Russia's chief rabbi, Beryl Lazar, visits Camp S. What a funny faux pas on my part. Um, and, and why was he there, just out of curiosity? Where else is he going to go? If he's in America for three days, where else is he coming to visit? If the guy wants to see Kiddush Hashem and Avas Israel in action, I mean, where, where are you landing your helicopter? So the Hask reputation is so worldwide and international that even the chief rabbi of Russia has become very familiar with what Hask does. Yes, yeah, he was invited by, uh, by Mr. A. Beisner, the chairman of Hask Center, right. uh, to come... See what we're doing. We have uh, we actually have campers from Moscow. Is that true? Yes, sir. We have campers from across the world, throughout Europe and uh, across the United States and Eretz Israel, Havdil, and uh, as well from Russia. So um, he had a personal relationship with the family, and uh, Mr. Eisner invited him. And uh, it was an absolutely beautiful day. It was uh, it was very very special. I can only imagine. Very very interesting. All right, so it sounds like the summer's been going great, and now this coming Sunday. We here and everybody tuned in have a unique opportunity. We get to actually broadcast and speak to everybody on Sunday and do Monday morning's JM and the AM from the center of the Camp Hass concert. But you've opened this up not just to us. You've opened this up to everybody. Experience Day from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. up in Parksville, New York at Camp Hask. And every person in the community is invited to come see what's happening now during the summer of 2019. Rev. Judah, this must be very uh, challenging for your staff to prepare for this type of massive day on Sunday. Yeah, but um, we, we, we've done this now a couple of summers, um, opening up the gates and giving the community, our, 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 our staff, parents and families, alumni, friends, supporters, uh, and those who are curious to, to get a glimpse behind the curtain, so to speak, to be able to come and, uh, and see us in action. So the logistics are always challenging. Um, but uh, we're very excited for the opportunity. It's a real day of Persumenisa, a real day of, uh, of giving people a chance to, to see just how beautiful it is when people sacrifice for one another, when there's such a thing as a level playing field in the world of people working together and helping each other. Um, and it's a really beautiful day, a really beautiful day. Yep, no argument here. It's pretty amazing. We had the chance to do it last year, and I've had other opportunities to visit Hask. It is a magical place. And one that I highly recommend everyone to get to as soon as possible. Rabbi Judah Michelle, Kivi Nyman with us live via telephone from Camp Hass. A couple of interesting things happening on Sunday. In addition to the live concert that I mentioned, at the Experience starting at 10 a.m., there'll be an exciting carnival. There'll be pony rides. 
an inflatable park, a family softball game. You are going all out to make people not just feel welcome, but to make them part of Sunday's activities. Yeah, you know, we, we actually call it the Camp Pask experience for that very reason. It's not just a visiting day. It's not just the day where we open the gates. It's a day where we're inviting you to experience it. It's something that you have to feel, you have to be a part of. You can't just hear about it. You can't just watch the amazing videos we're putting out every week. You have to come here, feel it, and we do it like we do any good Sunday. There's going to be other things going on. There's going to be, you know, kind candy. There's going to be, you know, music for our campers and people will enjoy as well. We're having awesome food. You know, all these vendors are coming from a lot of locations that people might know and people are excited about. We have our horseback riding, a petting zoo. It's, it's going to be an action-packed day that really just needs to be experienced. Pretty amazing. And by the way, Rib Judah, we should mention, because there are probably some people wondering about the whole thing, uh, it, it is not unusual for there to be Jewish music celebrations during the three weeks at Camp Hask. Would that be the right way to put it? Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned it. Uh, the role of music as part of forming a therapeutic milieu for our campers is very, very significant. Yushalayim uh, is al rosh simchateinu all the time. Meaning, uh, there's different ways of uh, of connecting ourselves to Yushalayim and different ways of connecting ourselves to these bein hametzarim. Um, with the uh, with 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 you know a, a lot of input from the most important post game in the generation uh, over the years. So music is something which is very much part of uh, our campers' day to day here. Uh, so on Sunday, it's no difference. It's actually a very challenging day for some of our campers because of all the guests and the, the routine that, that changes and uh, you know, the space, which is often you know, serene and, and always tailored specifically to the individuals with specialized needs here, um, becomes a little, bit, uh, a little bit of a different type of a scene. So the music is actually very helpful to them and important uh, and a critical part of their experience over here. Uh, so the concert is for the campers and for everyone who is participating and enhancing their experience together. So Simcha Leiner will be here. Wow. And uh, Lippa Schmelzer will be here. Matt Sub, And a whole array of, of DJs and people who are, you know, very actively involved uh, in the Camp Hask scene are all coming together. Uh, and it's to it's be our campers. It's to give them the joy and the opportunity to participate in uh, singing and dancing uh, in an environment which throughout the year they might not have access to. So everyone who will be here is invited to participate in that as well. All right, everybody. It's going to be a big, big Sunday, an amazing day, Task Experience Day. Now, Kivi Nyman, there is one aspect to this coming. Oh, and by the way, we should mention also there will be some great vendors. So if people want to have a, a wonderful lunch and purchase some great stuff for their friends and family who come along, they'll be able to do that as well. Keep that in mind for Sunday as well, everybody. Uh, Kivi, there's something we should talk about. And that's, yeah. and that's that, according to the Hask Experience Day flyer, according to the information that's going around everywhere, uh, there's an opportunity for people to win two tickets to the upcoming Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is one half year from now, early February of 2020. Everyone knows how cool the Super Bowl is. And there's a chance for people to win, for somebody to win, uh, two tickets to the Super Bowl. Explain what's going on. All right. Well, beyond just winning the Super Bowl, it's to, to back it up a step, so... This is not just winning two tickets to the Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl package. This is, we're going to fly you out down, it's in Miami this year, we're going to fly you down to Miami from anywhere in the U.S. We're going to bring you down for Shabbos, three days. You're going to go Friday, Shabbos, Sunday. You're, you're going to have an uplifting Shabbos that we're going to help coordinate. If 
you want in Miami, and it's going to be an amazing experience. And then you're going to come with nice new jerseys, whatever jersey you want, whatever player you want to wear, your size, and you're going to go with whoever you take down to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be a, a chavaya. It's going to be a real experience. It's going to be it's not just going to a big game. It's not just going to an exciting game. It's going to be a Shabbos that leads into it, and it's, it's a big package. You know, with, it's a flight, and that's just for the first place winner. We have other, you know, Super Bowl-related prizes, and there's no good raffle out there that just has one prize. Right. We're going to have just flying you down to Miami for any Shabbos. You know, okay, so you could go for Super Bowl Shabbos, or you could go for a different Shabbos. We're going to bring a Super Bowl party down to your house and to your friends. We're going to bring you a projector and a big screen and, you know, food for a couple people. And we're going to do it. We're going to do a geschmack thing. We're going to make an enjoyable experience. And, you know, it's really – there's a lot of raffles out there. And this is something that's just a unique experience to spend Shabbos in a new location and then follow it up with a Sunday with going to the Super Bowl. It could really be an amazing, amazing thing. Now, is it is it significant that this is part of the Hask Experience Day? Is it kicking off? Excuse the expression, or don't excuse the expression. Uh, at the at the uh, at the Ask Experience Days, it's going to be going on all the way until the Super Bowl. What's the timeline here? Yeah, so actually, I like I like your language. A kickoff yeah. is great. That it's it's a Super Bowl kickoff. That this is really the kickoff, the launch of of our our raffle of this you know Super Bowl sweepstakes as we're calling it, and it's going to continue on for a little bit after. We're going to have it you know go on for for some time, and hopefully, as excitement for the Super Bowl builds. You know, people support for Hask, but find nice new ways to show it through entering into this raffle and through All right, participating. So, so, so it's safe to say that now at the end of July, people can buy tickets to this raffle, and likely as a couple of months go on, they'll still be able to buy. Like it's going to be something of a a, a few months significant campaign. Yeah, exactly. the The goal is to you know launch it now, kick it off now, and then over the next few months, we could expand it towards communities. You know, we could try to make initiatives to businesses, the workplace, to find real ways to you know get others involved. Everyone who comes on Experience Day loves Hask and wants to support and wants to be a part and wants to contribute in their way. And the key for us is you know to now then transition from Experience Day into the the regular calendar year. You know, throughout the fall and the early winter to have people be involved by even if they already contributed and already entered the sweepstakes to get other people involved, to bring it to their communities, to bring it to their work, and to really expand and hopefully help the important work that Hask does. Rep Judah, do we call somebody who supports Hask and wins the Super Bowl tickets the biggest winner ever? Is that what we call them? It's another opportunity for the community to take part uh, and help put their shoulder underneath this uh, this incredible effort to help people. All right, it's just it's just finding another modality, another derech, another pathway for people to be partners here. I think it's a great idea, and I think that uh, this will certainly um, uh, pique the interest of a lot of folks out there. Anybody out there who's uh, curious about all this, you could. What's what's the website? Where do they go for these uh, tickets, Kiwi? Yeah, so uh, to access, even if someone can't make it with us. Um, on Experience Day, they could access it at superbowl.campask.org. Nice, simple to remember, superbowl.campask.org. In fact, it's already open as of last night for pre-registration, so anyone who's tuning in now that wants to check it out, please feel free. And, of course, on the day of, you know, there will be a 
there'll be a lot of attention drawn to it. There's some exciting things. We don't want to give it all away yet. I guess we'll save it for the, the show film Sunday, but there's some big, exciting, fun, on-brand football things that will just feel good for anyone who's here, and hopefully people could you know stop by and, and hear what we're talking about. Mm, very cool. I like this. I like this a lot. All right. Hask Experience Day is Sunday. Be there, everybody. Come, enjoy. See what Camp Hask is all about. It starts at 10 a.m. We'll be up there. All the things we mentioned, the pony rides, the carnival, uh, the inflatable park, or of course, the live concert, uh, Lipa and Simple Liner, pretty cool. Uh, family softball game. You have a chance to win two tickets to the Super Bowl. Uh, you have a, t- a chance to support Camp Hask. Literally, people are there on the spot. Um, when they see what's going on there, they say, you know what? I have to be a donor. I have to be somebody who's counted among those who support the uh, the organization and the camp. And there's to be some awesome vendors so you can enjoy a great lunch for your family and friends that are coming along with you all at Camp Ask this Sunday. Rib Judah, anything you'd like to add? I'll say that beyond uh, all the excitement and fun, uh, it's a really meaningful day. And it's uh, there's very, very few ways that I could really think of that are more appropriate to mark the Bain HaMetzarim then uh, coming to a place where, where people are working so hard for one another, to really wake up Ahavas Chinam and Ahavas Israel, uh, to really see Mr. Nefesh sacrifice for other uh, members of Kalal Yisrael in action who need our help and need our support. Everyone's welcome to come be a part of that, to open your hearts, and, uh, and really connect to the best of what Am Yisrael can be. Phenomenal. We'll see you Sunday, and we can't wait to do so. Hey, thank you so much. Boker Tov. Thank Big, you for having us. Thank you. A, a pleasure. Big thank you to Reb Judah Michelle and to Kivi Nyman. We'll see them both on Sunday, and I hope you'll be along to see them Sunday and all of their incredible staff members and campers on Sunday. Camp Hask, 10 a.m., the gates open up in Parksville, New York, this Sunday for Experience Day. Make it, everybody. Try your hardest to be there because it's going to be really an amazing experience. They call it an experience. This will be an amazing experience. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. with uh, Nigun uh, Hachana done by Yossi Goldstein here at J.M. and the A.M. I already told you about Hask Experience Day, so we're there Sunday. I hope you'll join us, everybody, 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock with all the things that we mentioned with Yossi, uh, with Reb Judah Michelle and with um, Kivi Nyman. Uh, so make sure to be there on Sunday. Um... The nine days uh, annual Catskills nine days conference will happen with Dr. David Pelkovitz and a great panel, including Dr. Hindi Klein, Dr. Faye Zakheim, and Dr. Shoshana Friedman. Um, it'll happen on Tuesday, August 6th, 1.30 p.m. at the Falls View Estate Shul. So keep that in mind. Also, the bake sale to support the Lone Soldiers Center in Israel. This is something that um, our very own Naomi Nachman is involved with a lot every single year. Uh, the bake sale starts Thursday, August 8th at 11 a.m. at Breezy's Dimples, 554 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Our Tishabov schedule is out. We'll be... Um, Presenting our Tisha B'Av program live from the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. Shlomo Y. Siegel, Shlomo Schwartz, Rabbi Yehuda Kovacs, Rabbi Eliyahu Sonnenshine, Rabbi Yosef Siegel, Mayor Simcha Siegel, and Rabbi Yaakov Lairfield. Seven speakers in a row from 9.15 in the morning until Mincha at 2 o'clock. Should be, as it was last year, a very, very inspiring uh, uh, Tisha B'Av program. And uh, it's an honor to bring it to you. You'll hear the whole thing on audio, uh, on your app, and uh, whatever way you listen to, to us as you're listening right now. And, of course, you'll see the whole thing on video as well. So get ready for that. Sunday, August 4th, 6.45 p.m., or by Dr. Aaron Rakefed Rothkoff will speak at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills on 70th Road in Kew Gardens Hills. The topic, how a little Bronx boy inspired the IDF to establish a new approach to soldiers missing in action. 
Men and women are invited. It's free admission. It's the 4th of August, 6.45 p.m., Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. All righty. So there you go with some of the... uh, some of the things that are happening around the community. And I hope everybody takes advantage of them. You certainly should. Um, what else did I want to mention to everybody? Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, he will join us uh, tomorrow morning on this broadcast, 8.40, excuse me, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time, right here at JM in the AM. This is from Mayor Green.
Cole Zimra with the uh, segment entitled Lechupa of Rami Flam with Habate and Alna Rose Bubble and Barry Weber in there with Yerushalayim here at JM in the AM. Got a uh, got a note from Rebetzin Melman that the annual Amit Yom Iyun, which is a day of learning for women by women, is happening the seventh of August, starting at nine thirty in the morning at the Sephardic Temple on Branch Boulevard in Cedarhurst. The keynote speaker, our very own 
Razi Chechik, the head of school of Manhattan Day School. Her topic will be Letters Floating in the Air, the story of the woman who printed the Vilna Talmud. Lunch will follow. For information, amitchildren.org slash yomiyun. Again, that's amitchildren.org slash yomiyun. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing, uh, what's today? Thursday here at JMNAM. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honeline. Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow morning starting at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Feel free to comment on the app all day long. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Charlie Harari's next. I next speak with you at 11 a.m. Yoni Pollock will be in. We'll do a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. until 1 o'clock Eastern Time. And again, of course, tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m., make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.